you've survived another week. Thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the Black Man with a Gun, Heart and Soul. This is the pro-gun variety show that talks with interesting, positive people, showcasing products in the shooting, hunting, and outdoor trades, and provides a little heart and soul for people in the gun community with news, views, and stuff you won't get anywhere else. Don't let the smooth taste fool you. This show isn't for everybody. This is what cool sounds like. I'm Reverend Ken Blanchard, your host, your friend and brother from another mother, known as the Black Man with a Gun. Welcome. This week, on Heart and Soul, Daryl Jameson of GOGunOwner.com, Tom from Trijicon.com, Another Tommy from Center Mass Combat Tactics is going to go technical for the intermediate shooter and talks about the controversial issue of height over bore on an M4 type rifle. Barbara Baird is back and shares what the National Sports Shooting Foundation reports about new shooters. All this and more, plus some commentary from your friend and your brother from another mother, me, the black man with a gun. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, as I change things around, what's it looking like to you? What's it sound like? I got a new podcast badge. It's got a big old logo of a heart with some guns on it and my big old mug. Let me know what you think of that. Is it too much? Gunrightsmagazine.com has two new authors. Go check that out at gunrightsmagazine.com. It's like our, our new Huntington Post. That's my goal anyway. Make it the Gun Rights Magazine for us. Our stories. Telling the truth. Sharing truth. The show notes for this episode can be found at blackmanwithagun.com. Look for the episode number 333, and that'll help you out. Crossbreedholsters.com. Often imitated, never duplicated. Handcrafted in the USA. Home of the lifetime warranty and a triad-free guarantee. Crossbreedholsters.com. All right, this week somebody sent me a link to an article from Bloomberg.com, and it's called Guns Are for White People. So I was like, wow, really? Well, I had just enough time to prepare an answer in my head when I got called by a journalist that writes for Forbes.com, and she said, "Um, tell me what you think about this article. And after I told her, she called me an enigma. I had to look it up. I think I just put some Master Yodai Jetta stuff on her that she wasn't ready for, that's all. I didn't give her what she expected. I told her what was written was written for marketing. It didn't have any merit. There are a few points of truth in it if you want to dig down in it, but just enough to keep a person from reading it. But that was it. The article said a bunch of stuff to incite comments, elicit responses, and maybe even anger people. America is still healing from institutionalized slavery. It's in our DNA. I'm tired of people actually blaming guns or race for everything that they don't like or understand. 
we are all the same. We all want the same things. What separates us is our intelligence, our economics, and our environment. This is one of the few places where color still comes up. I'm talking about America. I've traveled to at least 15 countries. You don't hear about black Germans or black Frenchmen, but you will hear the word black American. It's widely used. Our country is still healing from racial divides. It came close to healing a couple of times, but there are just too many in the world that make a living off the division that it won't happen right now. To cry racism is low-hanging fruit. It will emotionally charge normally thinking people to go one way or the other. It's been used for centuries. You see, we have a natural fear of strangers that is supposed to keep us safe. Many have not evolved from that because of their environment. If you live where everybody is the same, then whatever looks different is suspect. If you listen to the same talking heads, same thing. Trash in, trash out. The Rodney King verdict and the subsequent riots, the OJ trial, all keep that negative pile of light burning. When Senator Obama was running for president of the United States for the first time, we saw a glimmer of what the United States is supposed to look like. Everybody was proud. All kinds of people voted for him. The hope and the change mantra worked because it's exactly what we wanted. What we got was just another politician. The Zimmerman case puts us back again. Comments one way or another hurt friendships and change the view people have of one another. I see it in the gun community right here. I'm saying that my you, my friends, my brothers and sisters, don't fall for that. We won't be free until we stop reacting to the nonsense. When they dangle that carrot in front of you, can you train yourself not to leap out of your seat at it? I've been in the gun community since the 1980s. Some of you guys have been longer. I used to wonder where all the black people were too in this thing. What I have learned is that because of American culture, we are a subset of the shooting population. The racist roots of gun control made it difficult for us as a people to own firearms. We are still getting over that. We have issues in our communities about it still. There's a mindset that we have to overcome as a people. We don't even know it's okay or legal. As a demographic, our numbers are increasing, though. That's the unofficial poll based on what I've seen at all the events that I go to. As a minority within a minority, it's not cost-effective to sell exclusively to the black population unless we're dropping some big money. Nietzsche's work when you have groups like big game safari hunters. I used to be hypercritical of the gun rights groups, too but I've actually been to a lot of the boardrooms and eat with the folks that you see on television. And what I see are business people, statisticians and number crunchers, people who are politically savvy and know about how much money they have to spend. And it's always about the bottom line, not racism. Truth is, there is no difference between a black shooter and a white one. Where the difference lies is in the genders. There are guns that are too big, too small, too heavy, too light, too whatever for a male versus a female. They are. Physics. And that's why there's marketing to all women and not to black men. 
I don't think much of the article any more than what it is, an opinion, a piece of art, created to be read and commented on. But I say, brothers and sisters, choose your battles. I still believe that this is the best community in America, our community, the gun community. The people in it know the history of America. They are sensitive to the shortcomings and are actively fighting for the rights of all. To this day, the ultimate thing is, anybody that will hand you a gun is a brother. Anyone who wants to take it away is your enemy. Now, I know I'm in a precarious position, not supported by a lot of people. The journalist that wrote for the Forbes.com says, you sure are at peace with your convictions. And she was right. Because I am. I'm sorry if I couldn't fuel the racial divide adding to the foolish commentary like you wanted. I use the name black man with a gun like a superhero wears a mask. But you know who I am. I know who my friends are. They are armed. They are free. And some don't look like me. Can I get an amen, somebody? All right, this week I got Tommy from Center Mass Combat Tactical. Man, what's your tip Good for morning, the day? Good morning, sir. Hey, man, how you doing? Good, how you been? You, you had something real interesting I had never heard before. Yeah, when it comes to uh, M4s and, and assault rifles and stuff like that, you know, the, a lot of guys want to talk about the big debate is, well, what kind of sight, what kind of, what kind of zero? Should I go with a 25-meter zero, a 50-meter zero, 100-yard zero? There's all different types of schools of thought out there. It really, again, depends on the operator and, and, and the distance that you're going to be employing that weapon system. Uh, but one controversy that we we all talk a lot about is high overboard and the issue with high overboard. And it, it's really not an issue if you understand it, uh, but we find that a lot of guys have these great guns that come out of the range. They don't understand uh, where they don't understand line of sight versus line of trajectory and where the bullet is going in relationship to the bore. Um, and what, what I mean by this is you know, most of our law enforcement guys, we take them out and we, we, we tell most of our guys to put a 50-meter zero on the weapon. And guys say, oh, yeah, that'll put me on a 200. Yeah, that'll put you pretty close to 200 because of the way the bullet trajectory goes. Um, however, what we don't see is guys shooting, if their point of aim and point of impact is 50 meters, we don't see them shooting closer than that. They automatically assume that they're on. The reality is that you're not. Okay, You're going to be low. The closer that you... The closer that you get to your target, um, closer than point of aim, point of impact, your gun's going to be low because your line of sight is always straight. You're looking through your optics at the target that you want to shoot. Mm-hmm. Your bore line is on most M4s is going to be around two, two and a half, two to two and a half inches lower than that. True. So the closer you get to the target, you're going to have lower and lower impacts. If, uh-huh. You know, if I take a, a circle the size of a quarter and draw it on the target and put you at the three yard line, say, hey. How many guys can shoot that circle from here? Everyone raises their hand. Yeah, we got it. And we tell them to engage. And guys shoot five, six rounds in there. They're two and a half inches low all the way down the line. Mm-hmm. And everyone scratches their heads like, why are we low? We just sight our guns in. The reality of it is you have to know that, you know, high overboard is imperative for critical shots, especially for law enforcement and, again, military guys. Think about a precision shot, uh, maybe a hostage rescue, or maybe only have a limited exposure of your adversary. You have to know whether you're shooting under a car uh, or something like that. Maybe you only have a suspect's ankle and you've got to get a precision shot, you know, and you're shooting from less than 10 feet away or in a CQB environment. You've got to know where your weapon system shoots at extreme close ranges. 
Uh, people take it for granted that just because I have an assault rifle, I can pretty much point shoot at that at that distance. Yeah, and, and get a hit. Sure, you can for set a mass, but if I've only got an arm or an ankle or a headshot or a hostage shot, uh, it's very very important to know where where that weapon system is going to shoot up close. Oh wow, good stuff there. What do you carry at work? For work, you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, for work, I carry a Colt uh, M4, uh, 16 inch. I have an aim point on top of it, and uh, I have a single point sling adapter. Uh, in my in my assignment at work, uh, I'm usually usually the overwatch for the team, so I have a, a, a little bit longer of a barrel for outside to protect the team on entry. And then once once they make entry, I can usually uh, come down either transition or if I have the room, I can I can take take the, the gun inside with me. Uh, most of the entry guys are running shorter shorter weapon systems these days, 10 and a half, 14 and a half inch barrels. Um, but I kind of do a little bit of both. So. Oh, okay. Thank you, man. Absolutely. Got to know where your point of aim is. Yeah, best all, thing to do is all distances. August 10th and 11th is our next carving school. Good stuff, and still got space. You hope. Yes, we still have we still have some slots available. Uh, it'll be a two-day school. The first day is classroom. The second day will be uh, about a ten-hour day on the range. Uh, we got ton ton of drills to get through. So, oh, good stuff. CenterMassCombatTactical.com. That's correct. Thanks, Tommy. Good talking to you again, sir. Thanks for having us. All right. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Okay. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> this portion of the show has been sponsored by ErgoGrips.net. Small arms accessories built for high performance and control. Shooter focused. Ergogrips.net. Hey, Ken Blanchard. This is Barbara Baird, Women's Outdoor News. I know, where have I been lately, huh? Well, you know that Johnny Cash song that goes, I've been here, there, and everywhere? That's how I feel these days. But I'm not going to sing the song. I'll leave that up to you, man. But I am going to sing the praises of the National Shooting Sports Foundation in a study that it commissioned last March and April. And that study focuses on first-time gun buyers. What they found represents the direction that the shooting and hunting industries are on. And frankly, it's heartening for those of us who love the tradition of hunting and shooting. And I think we can all use a little bit of good news these days. So this study, conducted by Infomaniacs Incorporated, reported that first-time gun buyers do not limit themselves to one sport or discipline and that women mainly buy guns for personal defense. In fact, the main reason that the majority of first-timers purchased guns fell into the self-defense category. Consumers ranged in age from 22 to 65. They purchased these first firearms in 2012. Infomaniacs used an online study in a panel of U.S. consumers. It sent invitations to participate to a random sample that represented the U.S. population as reflected in the latest U.S. census, but then skewed the invitation list slightly to include 60% women so that it would get women's participation. Now, here are some of the facts that jumped out at me from that report. 60.3% of first-time gun buyers tend to be very active using their gun once per month or more, with one in five reporting usage of once a week or more. Target shooting is the most popular shooting activity among the first-timers. 84.3% say they use their firearms for this purpose. Hunters make up 37.7% and plinkers 27.4%. 
Where do they buy these guns? The report stated that most first-time gun buyers bought their guns at local gun stores. That would be at 43.6% as opposed to 33.6%, fewer, who went to the big box stores. Now, these buyers spent an average of, drumroll please, $515 for their first guns and almost then, out of their pockets, $504 for accessories. But here's the kicker. And this is inspiring. Nearly 25% of first-time gun purchasers bought another gun within the first year of their first gun. Now, from that 55-page report, here are some other facts that just jumped out at me. Where do you think that the first-time gun buyers mainly come from? Which region of the country would you say? Did you say the South? If you did, you're right. 39.7%. Number two, region. Where would that be? If you said the West, you're right, 22.5%. So the annual household income of a first-time gun buyer, do you think that you have to make six figures in order to afford a gun? Not quite. $25,000 to $49,999 range. They live in an urban location with full employment. 58.1% of the first-time gun buyers are married. 60% are first-timers with children under the age of 18 who live in their households. So most of the new gun owners sought training before they purchased their guns, which also is heartening. 43% went to family members or friends, and 35% paid for professional training. After buying a first gun, 22.5% took a hunter education course. So what did they buy? 34% of first-timers purchased semi-auto pistols, followed by 24.7% shotguns. Rifles made up 7.8%, and they broke out the AR platform, and AR platform rifles comprised 6.4%. The average cost of an AR, $876. These buyers, these first-time gun owners, said that fit, quality, practicality, and value Beat brand, caliber, style, features, options, and power. Where are these people in the voting booths of America, right? So did you buy a first gun this year? If you did, do you fit into one of these categories? And if you want to know more about how to use that first gun, where to go with that first gun to an event, how to start hunting, just check out womensoutdoornews.com, whether you're a man or a woman. We'll let you know. We have so many experts over there and so many women writers who are just willing to to help you through this process. You can talk to us online. You can check us out at Facebook and Twitter. And just know that you're welcome at womensoutdoornews.com. And thanks, Ken. Hey, you're welcome and welcome back. Hey, you might not know it, but I just got my first AR. See, before this, everything was issued to me was kind of government issue. So I just kind of took whatever I had and went off with it. Never had anything of my own. Well, now I'm putting together my own piece and I'm starting to look at all the different things that you can do on this modular American rifle. I looked at my Rolodex. What's that? You know, my business card folder and saw who can help me get this thing juiced up, pimped up, fancy. First went to my Facebook friends, because you guys know a lot, everything. I thought, let me hit the professional ranks too, and then maybe somebody can share some stuff that maybe you don't know. Or it might be new, new product or something. 
Well, I got a hold of Tom from Trijicon.com. And they make some cool stuff like ACOGs and stuff like that. Well, here's that interview. Tom Munson, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. Man, you are sales and marketing VP for Trijicon.com? That's correct. Yep. Man, I just got an AR. I'm a little late to the party. And I was I was searching for some stuff, and I remember meeting you back in Hollywood a while back, and I thought, let me talk to Tom and see what he has in the Trijicon lineup that I could probably put on my AR. What do you got for a suggestion? Well, boy, I mean, uh, just about everything that Trijicon makes can go on an AR. Of course, you, you know, the Trijicon ACOG is the quintessential AR optic. It's on every... Uh, carbine in the Marine Corps and about half the carbines in the U.S. Army. And so uh, most people who want to step up to a, the, the serious optic for the AR will go with the Trijicon ACOG. Um, the ACOG uh, stands for Advanced Combat Optical Gun Sight. And uh, the reason it's been so widely accepted is because it's a uh, magnified optic um, that can also be used as a non-magnified optic. And and that uh, takes some learning to do that. Some some people pick it up in five minutes. Some people it takes a few hours to pick up. But you use it with both eyes open, and in doing so and doing it properly, you can use it to engage targets at 10 feet, and you can use it to engage targets out at uh, 600 and 800 meters using the exact same optics. So that's why it's on uh, so many weapons in the U.S. military. The ACOGs will vary in magnification. They're all fixed magnification, but you can get them anywhere from as low as one and a half power up to six power. So that's kind of the quintessential AR optic. Um, we make other optics that, that go on the AR as well. If you're looking for a, uh, a magnified sight, a variable powered magnified, then, then most people are looking at our AccuPoint line, which is our hunting rifle scope line. Uh, we make a 1 to 4 AccuPoint that uh, works very well on an AR platform, and that gives you some variable uh, magnification from 1 out to 4 power. And uh, it, it's uh, pretty popular in 3-gun shooting, that particular optic. So the AccuPoint works very similar to the ACOG. All of our, uh, almost all of our optics are illuminated reticles without the use of batteries. So we use fiber optic and tritium to illuminate the aiming point inside the scope. And uh, that's true of the ACOG. That's true of the AccuPoint. Uh, so it works really well in any lighting scenario, whether it's dusk or dawn or midday. You always have an illuminated aiming point, and you never have to worry about your battery going dead. Because uh, one thing's for sure, Ken, every battery has a 100% failure rate. Yeah. At some time, it dies. <laughs> And most of the time in illuminated optics and battery-powered optics, it's going to die at the exact moment you don't want it to. So uh, so that's kind of what uh, we offer on a magnified optic for the AR. If you want to go non-magnified, then we have a couple of solutions there, too, um, which are really cool. Our reflex sight is a sight we've had for many years now. It's just a non-magnified, uh, again, fiber optic and tritium providing a dot uh, in a non-magnified reflex sight. Um, we've got our SRS site, which uh, stands for Sealed Reflex Site. What that, what's unique about that site, we came out with that last year, 
it's a um, it's a dual. It has a battery powered, but it also the main power source is solar. So it's got a solar panel on top, and that's mm-hmm. providing most of the energy to uh, feed the dot. So uh, again, not relying on batteries alone, but you have uh, solar energy to create the dot in the in the uh, non magnified SRS. That just sounds futuristic, right there. <laughs> And then the uh, last offering that we have, which is rapidly gaining popularity, we're having a hard time keeping them in stock, is the Trigicon RMR. And that stands for Ruggedized Miniature Reflex. Our RMR site is uh, very small, weighs about an ounce and a half. And uh, you can put it on just about anything. Of course, it works really nice on an AR. Again, it's non-magnified, just provides a little dot. We also make uh, one with a triangle. Um, we make the RMRs both in uh, non-battery version and the fiber optic tritium version, and we also make them in battery versions if people want those. Um, the, the great thing about the RMR is you can put it on just about anything, so it works great on an AR. You can put it on a shotgun. The biggest uh, change we've seen in the last year or two is a bunch of people mounting them on pistols. So uh, you're going to see more and more of these little uh, RMR sites showing up on uh, slides on semi-auto pistols, and it's working out really well there. It's probably the only site on the market that can take the shock and recoil of a, uh, of a semi-automatic pistol, especially some of the higher caliber ones. So how does this RMR work? I mean, it's, it's just a dot? Yeah, it just provides a, a red or amber dot in the uh, window, and the window's you know pretty small. Um, but that's the advantage of it. It's small and light, and uh, you barely notice it's there. But you've got a little uh, red dot in the battery versions and an amber dot in the uh, in the non-battery versions, and uh, it's always there, it's always on, and uh, you take your shot. How hard is it to kind of accurize this thing and set it up? Yeah, that's a good question, because uh, in a site that small, most of them are a little difficult to zero in. Um, but the RMR is unique in that uh, the adjusters on the RMR are just like you'd find on most other uh, rifle scope sites. Uh, if, as long as you have a screwdriver, there's very solid uh, clicks, plus and minus, uh, for windage and elevation, and it's very easy to sight in. Okay, you think you got me on that one. I think I want that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the website. I looked at it like, hmm. Yeah, I mean, the beauty of that is you, if you can put it on your AR today, move it over to your shotgun tomorrow, you know, and you just re-zero it, and you're, you, you, it's so flexible. Okay, between the two, battery and not battery, what one do you get? I always prefer the non-battery version because I never want to have to worry about batteries. Yeah. Um, the main reason we have the battery version is because the uh, law enforcement people seem to prefer a battery version. Um, because they'll always leave it on, and they want to they want to be rest assured no matter where they are, what they're doing, that they'll have a, a a red dot there. And the battery version does give you a slightly smaller red dot. So the uh, dot in the battery version is a 3.25 MOA, and uh, the dot in the fiber tritium version, uh, the smallest we could get there is about a 7 MOA. So. The battery version does give you a smaller dot if that's what you're looking for. So you would use this with a um, folding fixed sight? Uh, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I gotta and the, that. the other beauty of the RMR is you can mount it on top of other optics. So you'll see on our website, 
We offer ACOGs with RMRs mounted on top. You can, you'll also see a lot of people mounting RMRs off to the side of their um, hunting rifle scopes. So they, that gives them the, the magnification of the, scope, the main scope. And then if they ever want to take a close-in shot, they just transition to the RMR. So it it's a, has a dual purpose there. Wow. And you said it's going to probably be pretty tough to find one of these bad boys, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, they're out in the stores for sure, but we're, we're doing all we can to keep the uh, supply out in, in the, uh, at the dealership. So uh, don't be surprised if your dealer doesn't have uh, stock right now, but we're, we're doing all we can to get them out the door right now. The fiber tritium versions right now are, are a little bit more easy to find than the battery ones. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So what's the URL? How can we get more information? All you have to do is go to trijicon.com, T-R-I-J-I-C-O-N.com, and you'll see all of our sites uh, there. All right, cool. Man, how'd you get into this business? <laughs> the good Lord uh, supplied this job for me, so <laughs> uh, I have to give him credit. That's the uh, I was in the automotive business for 20 years, and uh, along with a lot of other people, uh, my position was eliminated, got downsized, and uh, found myself looking for work. And uh, lo and behold, here was Trijicon, who was looking for somebody that knew something about sales and marketing. So I, I fooled him and... Uh, got the job and right. uh, been, it's been a great job and certainly a wonderful company to work for the great values and uh, really produce a high quality product so it's been a pleasure to work for them good stuff man thank you so much my pleasure anything that I didn't mention that would probably be good for everybody to know uh, the only other thing that probably needs to be said is uh, we're obviously the number one premier supplier of pistol night sights. So uh, anybody out there in your listening audience who's got a pistol and has got regular standard sights on them, they really need to get Trigicon night sights on them. So for about 100 bucks, you can upgrade your pistol and you can use it in the dark, where right now it's probably useless with regular sights. So um, check out the Trigicon night sights and HD sights, and uh, I think uh, it's always a good upgrade to any pistol you got. Oh heck yeah, man! I, I got to tell you a story. I was in um, I was in a foreign country. I was doing a protective detail, and the only thing that made us feel comfortable that we were safe and that we you know we had our stuff together was we looked at our nightstand and the Trigicon was glowing in the dark, <laughs> and the guy goes. Is yours? The, can you see yours? Like I can see mine. I said, "Yeah, man, we we still here." That's called Trijicon comfort, right there. <laughs> cool, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. All righty. Hi, this is Reverend Ken Blanchard, and I want to invite you to join us at the Unnamed Church podcast. It comes out every day, Monday through Friday. A little inspiration, a message to help you in your walk with Christ. It is a part of the BlanchardChapel.us. Come join us, won't you? All right, a few months ago, I went off on this bold adventure to start a new brand called American Gun Owner. Truth be told, I failed miserably. Was unable to, to maintain it, to keep it going, to spark some life into it, because it was the 80-20 thing. It was... Not what I was good at. But good ideas don't stay submerged for long. Somebody else pulled it out. It's called Gun Owner. 
gogunowners.com. Check this out. Daryl Jameson, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Ken. I'm I'm very pleased and uh, and honored to be part of it today. Man, I was really really pleased and blessed when a guy said, "Hey, man, this is a person that you might want to have on your show." And uh, Daryl, tell me about what you're trying to do. Well, uh, Go for Gun Owner uh, is, uh, I, I guess, for lack of a more formal term, it's it, it's what uh, we hope will become a movement. Um, it's uh, it, it's a simple message of gun owner solidarity and Second Amendment support, and uh, our mission is to try and put that message into the hearts and minds of as many of the 100 million American gun owners as we can, because uh, we feel that uh, uh, our Second Amendment rights are, are under assault these days in Congress, uh, in court, and in the media, and that we, uh, uh, if, if we feel that those those rights are uh, important enough to have, they're important enough to to fight for and defend. So, so what we did is we um, we we created this uh, a little logo, if you will, an emblem, the G O, for gun owner. It's you know it's subtle, it's understated, it's not a in your face sort of thing. Um, it just is a is a little uh, high sign, if you will, from one gun owner to another, to to uh, it, as an indication that uh, that 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 you stepped up and did a little something to to uh, support the Second Amendment, and 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 basically what we do is we try and promote our message, but we also uh, are trying to raise funds to um, to provide support for what I call the warriors, those organizations that are doing the heavy lifting on the front lines of the battle in, in Congress, in court, and in the media. Um, you know, organizations like the NRA, and and uh, I'm in California here where we've got a particularly tough time of it, and, yeah. but we have CalGuns Foundation, CalGuns.net, um, the California Rifle and Pistol Association, and and uh, the Second Amendment Foundation and uh, and other groups that are that that are really uh, fighting the fight. And so we we donate all the profits that we raise from selling these little emblems uh, to these organizations. Um, we have the pins that the GO I uh, call it a gun owner pride pin, but other people look at it and say. Well, that's like the little pink ribbon for the Second Amendment, and I say right on, brother, and that's that's exactly what it is because there is a cancer that you know the little pink ribbon is is for breast cancer, and uh, and we think that what they're doing in Congress and in court is a cancer against our rights. So we sell these pins, and we also have geo patches and uh, stickers, and and uh, and Second Amendment T-shirts that we sell at gun shows and we also sell them uh we have a few retailers so far hope to hope to open more and um and also on our 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 web store uh and and you know what it does is it creates a, a an opportunity for everybody to do a little something towards protecting the second amendment and get a little something back to show for it 
You know, a $5 pin means two and a half to three dollars right back into the fight. And, uh, so, you know, it's a, it's a new, it's a new cause. We launched April 15th. Um, we've, uh, donated several thousand dollars so far and we hope to donate uh, several hundred thousand, uh, ultimately, maybe millions. Um, but, uh, as I think I mentioned to you uh, earlier, uh, we want to. We feel the need to do this until there is no more need, because when the battle is won, we'll go back to uh, to our regular lives. Good stuff. And you're like a non-denominational. You don't care who you help, as long as it's part of the gun family. We're trying to help everybody. You know, there there are estimated to be a hundred million American gun owners. Uh, you know, we we. We have uh, written many checks to the uh, to the NRA, among others, and the NRA is a fantastic organization, the big dog in the room, if you will, with five million members. But that's still only five yeah. percent. We want to reach the other ninety-five percent as well, and so you know we're focusing on that common thread: the gun ownership, gun rights. Uh, and, um, you know, we feel that that's the common denominator that, uh, that, that links the hundred million of us together as being like-minded, freedom-loving Americans. Good stuff, man. What's your URL? How can folks find the store? Uh, the store is at www.gogunownerstore.com. G-O-G-U-N-O-W-N-E-R-S-T-O-R-E. Dot com. Uh, we also have our regular website, which is just, uh, you know, go geogunowner.com, and they're linked. And we also have a Facebook, a Geo Gun Owner Facebook page that uh, um, I, I'm, I'm not uh, an aficionado of social media, but uh, we have over 3,000 likes in just a couple of months, and I'm I'm told that that's uh, that's pretty impressive. So we're we're pleased, and uh, uh, you know we hope to get more. And you know, it'd be great to have a like from every one of the hundred million American gun owners out there. Nothing wrong with that, man. No, no reason why you can't. Well, we're 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 trying. We're pushing the pushing the boulder up the hill every day. So who's Daryl Jameson? Uh, who is Daryl Jameson? Yeah. Uh, well, um, you know, I, ironically, I'm I'm not a hardcore gun guy myself. I, I my my brother gave me a shotgun when I was 15 or 16. My older brother, uh, so I could go dove hunting with him and his friends. That was 40 plus 45 years ago. Um, that's still the only gun I have. Uh, and, and I'm certainly not a gun nut, quote unquote, but I know many, uh, and I love them all. They're, you know, my gun friends are just awesome, awesome individuals, great Americans. And, uh, and I, and I'm proud to know them and, and, and proud of who they are. Um, but I, I, I describe myself as, as more of a rights and liberty and freedom guy. Uh, I just, I, I'm a libertarian. Um, I believe that, uh, the, the government should do less, not more. And, um, and, you know, stay out of our lives as much as possible. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've been known to 
to occasionally call myself a law and order anarchist uh, just to, to, to make my point. Um, the government can protect the borders and maintain the highways and 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 leave the uh, leave the rest of it to us as uh, as, as individuals and good citizens. But uh, you know, I see what's been going on, uh, especially of late in the last couple of years. The 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 noise from the other side saying, "Oh, guns are evil. We've got to you know, uh, we've got to take guns away. We've got to restrict guns." Um, you know, it's not uh, it, it, it's not the guns. It's the fact that the wrong people, irresponsible people, bad people, get their hands on guns and do bad things with them. Um, and uh, you know, the, the good news is that that is a tiny fraction of a percent of all of the good, noble, responsible, law-abiding. American citizens that do own guns and should not have their gun rights, uh, um, you know, uh, interfered with um, by Congress, by the law, by the media. Um, I mean, which part of the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed do people not understand? Yeah. Um, the, the founding fathers. I think were inspired by God. I think they knew what they were doing. I think that they felt that uh, the Constitution was uh, the right document for the greatest nation ever to be conceived. And, um, you know, I like to say that the, the First Amendment was so important that they put the Second Amendment right behind it to protect it. Yeah, man. So that's that's who Daryl Jameson is. He's a guy who, uh, who who believes that our rights are precious and and as such, they are worth fighting for. If we're not willing to fight, uh, then maybe we're not entitled to have them. But I I believe we are, and so therefore, uh, here I am. And you know, and it's not that anybody uh, needs to write or that everybody has to write a thousand dollar check uh you know it just takes a little something um and and that's part of what we're all about is trying to give as many of those hundred million people as possible an opportunity to do a little something and get a little something back to show for it you know for five dollars they can somebody can buy the the geo pin the pride pin uh to put on their lapel and uh and that that represents two and a half to three dollars that's going to go right back into the fight um and uh plus give them something as as a little sign from one gun owner to another that they did step up and do something and um and so on and so forth you know if a hundred million people bought a five dollar pin uh, the battle would be over. Um, that would be hundreds of millions of dollars into the fight, and we would we would prevail. Cool, man. So you got you got patches and lapel pins. What else do you have? Um, we have some geo stickers that look great on the back window of your car. Sometimes they're they're 
they're printed on on uh, on a chrome background and uh they they're fairly reflective i like to say that if they're put in the right spot on the back window of your of your truck they'll blind the prius driver behind you <laughs> <laughs> but i shouldn't be so bad but uh uh no we have we have uh a couple of different uh uh, sizes of pins, lapel pins, hat pins, and a, and a big double prong duffel bag pin. Um, we have Second Amendment T-shirts that have the GO emblem over your heart and the Second Amendment on the back. Uh, they're pretty cool. Um, we've just uh, just just started uh, offering hats, so they're not even up on the website yet. But we've sold a a whole bunch of them at, uh, at, at, at gun shows. And, um, and, you know, we're just trying, uh, trying to get the message out. Um, I, and I, I want to tell you, Ken, it's very gratifying to me to, to meet the, I've now met, I'm sure several thousand people at the, uh, five or six gun shows that we've, that, that we've, uh, uh exhibited at since April um, everybody responds with support and enthusiasm and encouragement for what we're doing. Yeah. And that's really gratifying. They, they recognize that it means something for uh, a fellow American to actually put himself out there and stand up. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this uh, earlier or not, but all the profits that we generate from selling these items goes right back to the battle um, as donations to the uh, what I call the the warrior organizations like the NRA, like like CalGuns, like the California Rifle and Pistol Association, and not just in California. We donate to the National Association of Gun Rights uh, to. Um, uh, to the JPFO, which is uh, uh, Jews for Prevention of or for Preservation of of uh, Firearms Organization, which is another great group. The Second Amendment Foundation, which is also based in California, but a national organization. We we try and put our money where our mouth is, uh, and these guys are in there. They're they're doing the heavy lifting on the front lines and. We're just trying to do our part to help them uh, help them in their cause, uh, and and like I said, we give we give everybody an opportunity to do a little something to help and get a little something for it and a little something to show for it. So, um, and Good yes, stuff. it's non-denominational. We we want to work with everybody. We want to support everybody. We're just we're about that common thread. Of, of gun ownership and gun rights that uh, that that weaves through all 100 million and not just the uh, you know the couple of hundred thousand or couple of million members of one particular group. We we think everybody fighting for the cause is is noble and worthy and uh, and, and and we want to help them all. Man, that's good stuff. You mentioned numbers a couple of times. You got like a accounting background or financial. Well, I I was a CPA in a in a past life. Uh, uh, that was many many years ago, and um, you know I I learned how to make uh, you know one and one equal uh, two or more. Better yet, 
more than two and 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 that's what i'm that's what i'm trying to accomplish with this is if we do put ourselves together stand up and stand together shoulder to shoulder uh, arm and arm we can make one and one equal more than two we can we can uh put our one and one together and and uh and 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 connect with masses and uh and and that's that's the whole deal if we if you know if we if we sit alone uh, uh saying nothing doing nothing then nothing is going to happen that's a one one plus zero equals nothing but uh, if we do stand together and push back then our one and one equals an unlimited result good stuff man good stuff so you're a um, f- former CPA. You, you're on a roll right now I mean, uh, with, well, with this geo thing. I mean, it's it's really really cool, man. And your heart is definitely in the right place because we needed it. We needed it in our community. We got the best people in the nation. Um, sometimes we just don't know who to focus on or how to to get the message out. And this kind of says it without even talking. And, and that's really cool. Well, you know, again, it's it 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 is non-denominational because I believe everybody who is who has these uh, rights uh, in in mind and and is willing to stand up and fight to protect and preserve them is doing the right thing. Um, you know, I, ha- I have to say it is uh, it, it's interesting that with all these organizations, there seems to be. You know, a lot of them don't necessarily get along well with each other. There's right. there's a lot of a lot of big dogs in the room, a lot of a lot of testosterone out there, and you know, and th- and thank God there is because it, it it takes some real cojones to 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 stand up against these forces that are trying to well, what I what I call kill us with a the death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. But um, you know, they don't necessarily see eye to eye on all the details and all the methods and and all the language. But ultimately, I believe that the hearts are all in the right place. And I'm about that commonality, that that like mindedness as gun owners, as freedom lovers, that uh, that that I think is common uh within it's the common denominator within all the groups and organizations and as such uh i my objective our objective is to try and and support and uh fund all of them if we can we will you know as much money as comes in that much that much money is going to go back out and uh uh, you know, we're we're just trying to do a little something, and we hope that we make a difference. We hope that uh, you know maybe our 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 passion will be contagious. That uh, you know w- that other people will will uh, maybe have some other ideas uh, to to help fight for the cause. And uh, you know, if this gives them. A little inspiration or encouragement to to pursue it, then God bless them and 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 God bless us for for uh, for for making it happen. So, yeah. Um, but you know, if we don't if we don't stand together, they'll they'll tear us apart, and they sure are trying. Will you be at Shot Show or the NRA annual meeting or the Second Amendment Foundation's gun rights policy conference? Anytime I soon? am uh, right right now. I. 
am putting my schedule together over the next couple of months. I'm going to be uh, locally at the the, the uh, Costa Mesa Gun Show, which is a, a big one here in Southern California. I haven't uh, I, I haven't made it out of state yet, but I I do plan to uh, to go to the NRA event next year. Uh, I don't know the details on the SAF uh, event, but I and 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 I have to tell you, I'm you know I'm, I've I've done this out of pocket, and my my pockets not only are they not deep, but they've they've got some holes in them as well. So. So uh, you know we're 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 trying to do as much as we can, um, totally grassroots, totally uh, you know totally self-funded to date. And even though I'm I'm uh, quite a lot of money out of pocket, uh, we still after every event we still write several checks to pass the profits through. And uh, we'll continue to do that. I hope someday that I can uh, I, I can recoup my investment and sit back and feel feel not only proud but uh, but but uh, but whole. Um, and uh, but but meanwhile, uh, you know, there's there's work to be done. There's a fight to be fought. So Man, that's cool. I'm already proud of you. You're just getting started. Uh, well, I, I, thank you. I, you know, the encouragement is enormous because. You know, it, it it does take a lot of work, and and sometimes you know you 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 spend a day or even a week, uh, you know, trying to make phone calls to connect with organizations, sending emails, and and uh, trying to connect with uh, with with gun shops to carry the product. And you know, the more the more sales, the more product we sell, the more uh, the more funds we raise. And uh, you know, and 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 you know, a lot of a lot of times. Well, everybody else is busy too, and they don't necessarily yeah. respond. Uh, they don't take your call. They don't. Uh, they don't. Uh, you know, reply to your email, and you know, you, you you could let yourself get discouraged if you were inclined. But you know, I just. Uh, I, well, that's not where I'm coming from at this point. I'll just I'll, I'll just keep pushing the boulder up the hill and try and get as much traction as. Uh, as I can and and make progress inch by inch. And that's why you're on this show, Doc, because as somebody <laughs> who's been pushing that boulder for about 20 years now, I know the negatives. I know the pains of being a one-person show, and it's nice when you see somebody else doing it and doing it better, doing it well, and, and not letting the negatives take them out. That's why I'm saying, man, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you that, that you're making this thing happen. And it's going to work only because it's the right thing to do, and you got the right power behind you. Well, I can I I can't tell you. It gives me goosebumps for somebody like yourself to say that because I know that you have been at it for over 20 years and and doing uh, doing great things and uh, fighting the good fight and uh, I, I'd like to um, well I, I I just I hope that we can keep the channels open even after the radio uh, program is over and I, I want to do that I want to. Want to want you and I to talk about what I can do to help you, and um, because, like I say, one and one can equal more than two. If 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 we put our heads together, stand together, and push together, we can uh, we can accomplish great things. And and uh, and I want us to. And we will, Doc. We will. Just think of the pin as the little pink ribbon for the Second Amendment, and. Um, 
and and go, you can go straight to the store at gogunownerstore.com or go to it through the main website. That's what I'm talking about. Got to got to make sure that you uh promote that thing, man. Say it a couple times so folks don't forget uh, it. gogunownerstore.com. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That that's that's awesome. I Ken, I'm so so appreciative uh to be making your acquaintance here and talking with you about it and uh grateful for the opportunity to to uh to share my my thoughts and and um to hopefully connect with some more like-minded american people patriots gun owners freedom lovers uh, if we if we stand together they won't tear us apart and uh that's what it's all about thanks daryl appreciate you man Thank you, Ken, and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Will do, man. Will do. This week on my journey to build a better Ken Blanchard, I went to a guy I know that's been in the gun business longer than I have. Moreover, he's on the front lines defending both the right to keep and bear arms and the business of it in his own way. His gun store is near Washington, D.C. and borders Prince George's County, Maryland. And because of it, he's on defense 24-7. I have known him since I was able to buy a firearm. He owns Rialco Guns in District Heights, Maryland. Every Monday afternoon, there's a crazy group of protesters that pick at his store every week. They are nuts. But they are there, religiously. The shop is blamed for all the guns used in a crime in the state of Maryland, D.C. and Northern Virginia area. It's pretty incredible, isn't it? The way our anti-rights politicians are, Don't you think they would have closed this shop down and arrested the guy if they had any proof of wrongdoing? Right. So instead, they allowed this group to unlawfully protest without a permit and use the people in the community to try to out them by social means. It's kind of cowardly, actually. Especially when they use the churches. While I was there asking for his opinion on how to survive in this business, a man walked in wearing flannel pajamas and bedroom shoes. No joke. He was carrying a Beretta over and under shotgun in a case that he wanted to sell. It was a beautiful gun, but it was missing the foreign. He didn't seem to know that, though. I listened as he told the story of how his father hunted with this shotgun and he found it in the attic after his father died. He told us how his father took him hunting when he was a boy with his 22. And this man was about 60 years old. There were an assortment of chokes and some old shells in the case as well, but this was no hunting shotgun. I watched the owner, my friend, respectfully explain what he had and the importance of the furniture on the matching foreign that was missing and that why it was important before somebody would want it. He declined his offer and told the man to have a nice day. Pajamas notwithstanding, this man was lying. And this is the kind of stuff you can't make up. I've seen this guy in the store, the owner, and his staff thwart straw purchase attempts probably one out of every two times I've been in there. They masterfully, respectfully turn people out to try to usurp the law. I don't think shops in Virginia and Northern Maryland have this problem or that skill. I mean, they do it like really, really well, where it could go bad if you don't have real good people skills. The pajama guy had a $1,500 shotgun minus the four-end. I wouldn't mind buying it. But back to the reason I went to talk to my friend. 
He told me that I needed to use 80-20 rule in business. He says, you know, gun people can talk, man. They'll come in here and just talk or ask me crazy questions and not buy anything. He says that 80% of your outcomes come from 20% of your input. He thought what I did was tough because I have to deal with the hearts and minds of people. But I said, hey, man, back at you. I think for me, actually, it's more of a 99-1 ratio. Now, I did some research and learned that the 80-20 principle is the principle suggested by the management thinker Joseph M. Joran. It was named after the Italian economist Vilfredo Pareto, who observed that 80% of income in Italy was received by 20% of the Italian population. The assumption is that most of the results in any situation are determined by a small number of causes. What I didn't say first is that in preparing to go out and talk to the gun guys and pitch them to support me on this opportunity I have to be on regular radio, I got freaked out. I had an anxiety attack in my house on Monday morning. I had my plans to make this list of potential sponsors and then ride around the area knocking on doors telling them that they have an opportunity to have a, their own radio personality advertise their stuff on sales and everything locally. And then I freaked. It took me a minute to get right. Yeah, no joke. I preached from a pulpit, but my throat was dry. I've taken teams into hostile environments with less numbers than a Marine rifle squad, but this scared the bejesus out of me. Selling myself and this kind of thing kicked my butt. I mean, I was really scared. Well, I took some breaths, prayed, and decided to go to a couple of my friends first. And this was my first friend. I went to another one right after that one. And uh, that dude didn't even like see me. So maybe he was applying the 80-20 rule and I wasn't going to be giving him anything worthwhile, he thought. So but I'm glad I went to my first friend first. Kind of put it in motion. I didn't, I wouldn't hurt too bad, even though I was still hurt. Just recently, like a couple of days ago this week, I put out an email that asked if you're my real friend then please respond to my email. I know some sign up for a list just not to be excluded, but I wanted to know who my real friends are that listen to my show, that read my stuff. And then see, some might have liked me once, but after listening to my podcast or reading my blog, decided they didn't. Well, I was looking for my 1%. My podcast is art to me. It's a portion of my life. It's not perfect, just like me. And try, and every once in a while, I try new stuff. Sometimes they work and sometimes they don't. Folks have the opportunity to glimpse into my journey through it, and most of the time, it's the road less traveled. Speaking of the 99% and the one, I got one response chiding me on a joke I don't remember and that my cigar re- smoking references, but I, I get it. Nobody's perfect. If you make the 1% of the people that get me, that understand me, You'll be the ones I invite to the barbecue. You'll be the ones I visit. You got the email, so please respond. I'll be putting out a new list that will be going in my phone book, my holiday card list, my VIP list, because I am not stopping. I am about to make a a really major move, and that 1% is the one I'm going to bless for sticking with me, for hanging with me, for getting me. And you're the one I'm talking to on this show, and I love you. And there's not a darn thing you can do about it. 
All right, that's a wrap. Thank you for listening today. The show notes for this episode can be found at blackmanwiththegun.com. If you want to contact me, my toll-free number is 888-675-0202. My email address is blackmanwiththegun at gmail.com. If you liked what you heard, please tell someone. Leave a positive review on iTunes, a thumbs up on Stitcher Radio. And until next time, shalom, baby. Shalom, baby.